Today on Unleashedcast, I talk to Laura Overton, founder of Learning Changemakers and Learning Analyst, about her recent research in conjunction with the CIPD, Learning at Work 2023. How's it really done? Where are the pain points? And what comes next? Laura is someone who's been researching learning and development for as long as I've been in the industry and even longer. And it's always fascinating talking to her and finding out the latest thinking and the latest insights when it comes to workplace learning. So it was great to talk to Laura about her recent research. Here it is, a quick look at the CIPD Learning at Work 2023 research. Enjoy. Laura, thanks for joining Unleashcast today. I'm so pleased to be here. Can't wait to discuss the latest findings of the current research with you, John. Something we've been doing over the years for a very long time, I think. Yeah, um, let's start there. Tell us about the report. Give us an overview of... of, um, what it's all about, uh, why it came to be, and um, we'll, we'll dig into a bit more later on, but tell us what it's all about. Well, this is um, a really exciting piece of study that um, I've been involved with, um, thanks to the CIPD. I, I'm an academic fellow there, and I've been involved with the CIPD here in the UK for a number of years. And over the last couple of years, I've been increasingly involved in their research, um, which they dedicate to really supporting the learning and development profession. Um, and so this year, um, we had over um, 1,100 participants take part in the study earlier in the year, John. Um, and what was great is that actually the data came in from YouGov, which meant that we got a flavor um, of how the industry is shifting, changing from multiple multiple perspectives um, rather than the usual crowd. Um, and that really was fascinating for me. You know, people within learning and development departments, private, public, not-for-profit organizations, but also HR professionals who also had a learning remit and some managers as well, where there was no one taking full responsibility. For learning and yet they were taking responsibility for their teams and and their projects so a really broad range of perspectives that were included in this study loved it absolutely loved it i'm, I'm wondering if there's not someone who's kind of dedicated to taking care of the learning and development in organizations do you know if this is getting quite deep into the the, the, the data and the responses but was their feedback completely different from someone who was say a dedicated L&D practitioner within business or did they have different challenges did they come at it from a, a different angle if there wasn't if you were getting responses from organizations who didn't have a learning team for example yeah there were some differences there absolutely were some differences on the bigger picture um it wasn't a challenge you know in terms of there were some consistencies across the board but when it came down to kind of like dedicated initiatives like apprenticeships or secondments, job processes, those kind of things, then typically a, an organization with a larger learning team would have been more proactive in being involved. But then often, and this is something we felt saw in the last study that we did in 2001, those that are really embedded within the line of business are much cuter and smarter at doing some of those strategies that involve you know, sort of like engaging in the workflow and, you know, sort of the use of communities. So um, I've always believed that there are things that we can learn from each other when we get diverse perspectives. And there were definitely lessons that could be learned from multiple angles in, in these programs. There's so much data in here and so many stats to, to kind of deal with. Um, so it's I'm wondering where to start, although the one I know exactly where to start, I think, uh, which is 
the uh, the fact that 59% of all practitioners surveyed agreed that they can respond in an agile way to the changing skills needs of organizations. Okay, I I, I get that to a degree, but it's down from 69% in 2021. And I think that's quite remarkable. My my initial thoughts, my, my reaction would be, is that because post-pandemic, there was a lot of change in business about how they approach skills, but maybe as that kind of the knowledge of that experience receded, businesses are kind of reverting, regressing to the mean or kind of going back to their old ways, which means that they, they have, have kind of rejected the need to change to these things because old businesses back to how it was before we had this ridiculous global event is there any does that tally does that do do, do you agree with that at all well i think that this is a conversation that i've had with uh, andy lancaster many times since the data came through from the cipd as he's obviously been looking at it from uh, the members perspective as well and i think one of the things that we both agree on is the fact that covid and the pandemic, when the last data was gathered, really provided a unique opportunity. It was a time when everyone in business was working towards a common agenda. Everyone had a common purpose. You know, how do we adapt? How do we shift? How do we change? How do we survive through fundamental changes to our business and to the world around us so whether you were a ceo or a you know a customer service rep or a learning and development person you know we were all focused on a common purpose so actually we had a taste of what it was like to roll our sleeves up and be on the same team and that's incredibly exciting and so the statistics of 79 percent you know 69 percent last last time I think was very powerful. Um, but as you say, it's not necessarily that we've regressed, but the world has opened up. There are more options available now. We certainly saw in this year's study, you know, in terms of how we support learning, we've got so many more of the face-to-face -face options that have opened up to us again. Um, so many more of the technology options that have opened up, so many more different demands on us. And so our ability to work out what we should be working on and to be able to respond agilely is, you know, we're considerably constrained. And one of the statistics that we did find was that regardless of where the person was working in the organization, they felt that their workload had significantly increased. Their budgets hadn't necessarily decreased. Their headcount hadn't necessarily decreased, which has been a big concern. But the workloads, what was expected from the resources that have been put into learning and development in organizations has considerably increased. So I think people have been pulled and pushed and are kind of restabilized. Um, but you know, both Andy and I believe that the pandemic gave us a flavor of what it was like to work hand in hand with the business, within the business, as part of the business, rather than for the business. And uh, you know, there were certainly some themes that we're running through this report where we could see little hints that that's still still going on, which we were very excited about. Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've been doing research, not exactly like this, but similar to this and, and certainly in this field for so, so long. So it must be really interesting to see how these kind of trends have changed over um, the last five, five, 10, 15 years, maybe even longer. Another one I'd like to sort of focus on is that 63% of learning and development professionals agree that they work collaboratively across the business. We know from years and years of your work that the companies that are going to succeed are the ones that kind of align to 
business needs and um, really embed themselves in the direction of the business rather than kind of be siloed off and 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 do their own work. Does this is this statistic positive to you or negative that it's sixty three percent? You could say, well, a, a whole third of the companies that we uh, surveyed aren't doing this. But is is this a, 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 an amount that's on the increase? Do you think are more people doing this and aligning more with the business? I think that there's so many things to unpack in that, in that comment there, John. Um, one, it's it's a statistic. It is how this sample has interpreted that question at this point in time. Um, it's not one that we can compare against data and let's see whether or not it's shifted, but it's one that certainly I would like to keep an eye on um, as we move forward because it's what do we mean by that? And then we look at some of the other data there. Um, we can see that um, people are much more likely to be uh, that was analyzing the problem before recommending a solution. So that is one way that perhaps they're being more collaborative. Um, there are others who are also, you know, getting more involved in collaboration and encouraging conversation as part of their way of supporting learning with the organization. We saw that was on the increase as well. And that could also be an interpretation of how people are looking that they're becoming more collaboratively. So are they more aligned? I couldn't answer that from the statistic. Would I like more people um, answering that question? Of course I would, but how are they collaborating? Is there, is there a definition of collaboration getting more people to engage with them or are they engaging more with the businesses um, agenda? You know, there are, you know, with all of these statistics and anybody who writes a report, they have to put a lens over the top of this data. So we share this statistic, but we're not giving a definition of key interpretation, but we're saying, actually, this is something for us to dig into. Let's explore. Let's explore why some people aren't and why some people are. What does this actually mean? What are the benefits? And let's triangulate it with other studies. And certainly there are many other studies and the ones that I've been involved over the last 20 years actually show collaboration in a particular way correlates back to business impact. So, of course, I'm interested in this in this mm. um, particular statistic, but I think it's one that we need to be sharing with the community like we're doing today, saying, what does it mean to you? When does it work? When doesn't it work? Why might some people be pushing ahead with more collaboration and some may not? Is it the skills agenda? Are we collaborating more with succession planning and talent? Yeah, so so I love it when a statistic stimulates conversation. But if you're asked, looking for me for a pure answer, John, you're not going to get it, I'm afraid. That's that's fair enough. I, I gave you a lot to do there, sorry. Um, but uh, it's an interesting point you made, actually, that it's it goes the other way as well. It's not just about learning and development, integrating itself in the business. It's now... Uh, about the rest of the business understanding how important learning and development is. I mean, to bring in, as you say, talent and other areas, the whole reason why Mark Coleman started Unleashed was because he believed that HR is the most or can be the most important department in the whole business, you know, and it's about people. And 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 this is only going to get more important as we see um, the skills agenda rise and rise and rise. I have to say, John, that... Um... One of the things that I was looking at in my lens is, you know, how does the business 
relate to learning and development. So there was a little question in the study that I wanted to kind of cut the rest of the study on and the answers on. And that was the extent to which learning professionals believed that their lead business leaders valued their contribution back to business priorities. And not, every, you know, it's rightly so. Some people felt valued, some people didn't feel valued. But when we started to cut the data and just look at that, it was really interesting to see that those whose business leaders um, actually valued them were doing more things like experimentation, alignment to the business, collaboration on business issues. You know, so there's a whole range of different little practices that those where the business leaders valued them really started to surface. And it's interesting to see how they correlate with other studies outside of this one. You know, we're starting to get a pattern of what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, towards the end of the report, you do offer some recommendations. We can't go into all of it. And I strongly recommend everyone uh, read the, the whole thing. But um, a few top line recommendations. It's great to see skills, prioritize building skills in there. Uh, that you know, it's a it's an area, an issue that um, you can't get away from, and for good reason. Uh, you know, um, the other one is learn lessons from the pandemic, um, implement evidence informed practices. That's a a drum that a lot of people have been banging for a long time, and I hope you feel like it's cutting through. Constantly, we definitely saw some progress. Um, and that's one of the questions that we asked. And certainly those whose business leaders valued their contribution were definitely more likely to say, actually, we're, we're understanding how people learn. What does the evidence say? How do we apply that? Um, and thinking beyond the course, there's a lot in this um, report about the where we operate beyond the course, um, both in the formal um, well, so how do we work on practice, on learning and transfer and get involved with those process and also within the learning within the workflow, uh, you know, so what learning while working um, as well. So there's, there's quite a lot in there that really flagged that this right combination for the right thing at the right time, you know, leaning into the evidence of how we learn, when we learn, why we learn um, really does make a difference. Um, so lots of practical um, little things, little things that are surfacing, bubbling up yeah. um, uh, uh, all the way through the report there. Too many teasers here, John. I'm going to have to give you the link at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Um, yes, the other two um, of the key recommendations, there's so much more in there, as you say, but the, the other two are embrace digital experimentation and evolve the profession, which is great to see, I think. you know, It's evolving all the time, uh, some of it kind of forced upon what we do for very obvious reasons, but I think um, it's it's great to see more of a prominence. With uh, it's great to see learning and development departments take more of a uh, a lead on this, and people appreciate what L and D professionals do. The importance of skills, the importance of retaining talent, and this is only going to help. I think people understand a bit better um, what they need to do. It's brilliant. Thank you. Absolutely. Certainly, that's the case we've, that we've seen. And I think if there's one thing that I would say is like, read the last chapter about what how we think about ourselves, how we're building our own skills. Um, it's got some really powerful uh, implications for those who are responsible for other learning professionals in their team, and also for those who are brand new into the learning field. And there are so many people. The exciting thing, let's lead on, leave on a high, John, 
And basically, I just want to share with you the fact that 65% of this whole sample said that learning and development offers a meaningful career. You know, this, we as an industry, we attract people in because we want to make a difference. And I'm really hoping that this study will give a wide range of pointers to help us do just that. So thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Yeah, let's leave it there. Let's leave it on a really good positive note. Um, Laura, thank you so much. And um, yes, the link will be in the uh, show notes and I do encourage everyone to give it a good read. Uh, Laura, for today, uh, thank you so much and speak to you soon. Thank you.